Hello and welcome to And Now for Something Completely Machinima, a podcast about machinima, virtual production, and related technologies. I am here with my virtual co-hosts, Tracy Harwood and Damian Valentine. And not with us this week is Ricky, but we're going to be talking about some films that Ricky had uh, picked in case he was able to make it this month. And Tracy's going to introduce those for us, uh, two, two very interesting, very difficult, different uh, picks. So, Tracy, go ahead. Sure. Um, well, Ricky, sorry you're not here to um, talk about these. Uh, he's he's picked for us two really interesting films, both short. Both appear to be test projects and neither have compelling titles, but actually um, they're, they're quite different, uh, really, in many ways. One is a student project and the other is um, clearly by a professional. Uh, and we're going to, you know, we'll talk about these um, both both together, I think, but I'll, I'll start by talking about Machinima Final, the first one, the student project, and then go on to the next one. So Machinima Final um, by Sydney Walker was released on the 10th of February. Um, it's been made in Final Fantasy fourteen, and it's a fairly rough and quite naive machinima for me. But what I like about it is the opening scene, which uses the idea of sort of jumping between worlds and not really knowing where you are. I think it kind of sums it up for me in quite a lot of ways, actually. Um the story is primarily told through um, narration, and that narration is intriguing because it's reflecting on real life and using the game work um, uh, to provide a kind of analogy for that. And it's not unlike, uh, in many ways, what we saw with David Blandy's How to Fly, which we reviewed um, a couple of months back. I think it was June last year, actually. And also... Um, Christian Andrews' Let's Play Nomad X that we reviewed last month, um, where they're both sort of reflecting as they're kind of playing the game, so to speak. But, you know, the, the reflection isn't necessarily connected to the game context. Um, so there's a quite an in intriguing approach um, there. Um, there are some sound mixing um, challenges with this, but generally speaking, I think it's got the basis and Quite interesting ideas. Um, it's a little thin on story. Um, the animation is quite old school compared to some of the other work that we we're seeing now, such as um, the Half Life project um, that we're going to be looking at next week um, uh, that, that Phil picked, and also the Astartes project, um, the War Warhammer Forty K project that we reviewed last time. Um, but as a starter project, it's a good effort, and I would certainly encourage Sydney to to develop um, the work further. And as Ricky says, and what he wanted me to say is that um, although he's not here with us today, he did want um, to sort of uh, congratulate the student for sort of working with Machinima and is very keen on um, hearing what else um, she produces in the future. So I think it's a great starter project. We're assuming it's a starter project and we're, we're kind of looking forward to the next sort of level of development of that. Um, which is which is really cool. The second one that Ricky picked is clearly a, a different ball game altogether. This is a this seems to be very much a more professional approach. Now it's not got a compelling title, as I said right at the beginning. It's it's called I Clone Shorts, and it's by Just Art Animation Studios, and it was released on the twenty fifth of February. And this one is basically a character creator test, as far as I can tell. But it's actually a lot more than that. And what I like about this is the kind of psychological thriller horror lens that's been put on this. It's It really is quite compelling um, with this sort of scene of a, of a person 
strapped in a in a chair in a room. They're there for a reason. They're a zombie or some kind of horrid uh, creature that's going to attack others, presumably. Um, but the uh, the person is in this uh, place where there are others, and the others obviously don't know the true story. And I guess everybody can imagine where that leads, and 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 of course it does. But in some really unusual ways, I think the um, the sound design, the the this the way that it's presented is really interesting. It's quite scary overall. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, reminiscent of a of a well known film. This is, as everyone knows, it's not really my sort of um, thing. The the horror genre, uh, and this definitely fits that from my my point of view. I'm sure Ricky would have said a lot more about where it's come from and, and what the storytelling basis of it is. There is no narrative to it. There's soundscape design, um, which is incredibly well done. Um, I certainly wouldn't recommend watching it late at night. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'd say character creator, uh, well, I think this guy did a really good job with um, using that tool to to showcase it. Um, so so really very, very well done on that. Um, I think it needs a title. I don't know what the title will be, but it needs something. It's definitely worth something uh, putting putting over it and, and badging it because it's great. Um, I think it is worth also mentioning that this the film is actually by a Nigerian creator called Benny D or Benjamin Dalzi, who has some animation chops. He animated and directed the Cartoon Network's um, Dance Challenge series in 21 and is also the creator of uh, Warlord animated series, which is pretty impressive as well. He's also run masterclasses on iClone for Reillusion, which um, is, is definitely kind of worth tapping into. Um, and... I haven't seen an awful lot of creative work that he's created beyond that. Um, but I think if this is the sort of work that he produces, it's definitely worth tapping into. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, what did you think, guys? All right, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll start with... Sparing the... contest, go. <laughs> no, I'll start with the horror one. Um, it was a very dark and unsettling film. Um, it shows that you can do some really uh, sort of twisted stuff with iClone. Um, I thought I, I like that you don't really get any answers to it. You've got the situation, you see what happens, but you don't know why, who, who the characters are, um, or what's really going on. And I think that makes it even more unsettling is not knowing. Um, there's a case of, we were, you know, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago about we didn't know the world of the the warhammer video but this time not knowing works because it makes this very creepy and sinister and i think that the creator uh knew exactly what he was doing when he did that um and it is a very impressive result i, I agree with tracy it does need a title because i clone shorts hashtag i clone hashtag character creator hashtag realism <laughs> isn't really um a good title for this. So if, uh, if you're listening to this, your film is excellent, but please come up with a name for it so that we can call it something other than that. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what else uh, he can do as well. Uh, in, in that, um, I don't know if he plans to do any more, continue this story, or he's got other things in mind. Um, but, you know, this is a very good example of what iClone can do. Um, so I'm going to move on to the other one, which is 
the cinema final. Um, I don't think we've ever seen a video, at least we haven't reviewed one, made with Final Fantasy fourteen before. I, I, I agree. I think that's correct. Um, I don't. I know it's an MMO in the Final Fantasy series. Uh, my knowledge of Final Fantasy is a little bit greater than Warhammer. Uh, uh, I've played Final Fantasy VIII, and I really enjoyed that. But my understanding is each game is its own world, its own characters, but they have similar themes to them. Um, right. And fourteen is the MMO, the second MMO in the Final Fantasy series. And I have a friend who uh, plays it quite a lot, but I, 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 don't, I don't know too much about it. So it was interesting to see um, Sydney use that game. It's obviously something she plays because it's, she set this story in that in that world and you know she's used the game that she's very familiar with to tell the story that she wanted to do for her project and that's i think that's how we all got started making machineros we had a game that we really enjoyed and we started thinking well, what can we do with this creatively and she decided to do that as her student project and uh, i can kind of i can very much relate to that because my very first machine project was also when i was a student and i took it into by uh into the class when i finished the first episode and got a lot of praise and interest from the the lecturers at the university so you know this is it's good to see other people doing the same thing and i'm very interested to see what sydney will you know this this is her first project it's it's an excellent first start i want to see what you're going to do next uh you know that you make more machinima use final fantasy 14 or any other game that you um enjoy playing um you know think about how you can use those games to tell more stories because you obviously got the talent and the ideas for your storytelling and it'd be nice to see more of that so uh please continue sydney yeah yeah seeing seeing a film in in i guess what i would call this kind of an embryo embryonic stage for a filmmaker right you know the, the all these different elements that we talk about that, that are related to production and design and, and and story and all that but when you strip all those away what's at the core well it's usually using these visuals that you can generate uh using a game usually right mm -hmm. uh, as metaphor Tracy, you highlighted that that that's especially in that early early scene that there was this sense of uh, you know otherworldliness or you know being moved to other worlds. I think is I can't remember how you phrased it exactly, but yeah. and then juxtaposing that with her narration of kind of feeling like what's my place, where am I at? You know, it's uh, that's beautiful. You know, um, it's it it doesn't have to be sophisticated in the way that an experienced producer might use the word sophistication you know this is this is this is stripped down this is ultimately what she's she's doing this she's attempting to do the same thing that every single film we've ever reviewed is attempting to do and that's using these visuals generated from some platform to convey an idea and there doesn't have to be a story, per se. Much as I love story, and I tend to always rate stuff on here by story, story, story. Um, I think it's because I, I see that there's such there's always been such great potential for storytelling 
with this. Um, but but story doesn't have to be narrative structure. You know, it can just be more in the form of, you know, that's like criticizing poetry and saying, well, not, where's the story? You're missing the point, you know? And I, I think that if I were to evaluate or criticize this film saying, well, there's not, there's just no story structure. I'm, 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 I've lost the plot. You know, that's not, that's not what this is. This is poetry. This is metaphor. This is expression. And yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. So I, I hope also that, uh, that she creates more um, because I think that, uh, you know, just the fact that she went into this world of Final Fantasy and this idea came to her to use it in that way. That's, you know, that's what filmmakers are made of, you know, in the very same sense as some guy walks down a street in, in, in New York and gets inspired for a particular scene or whatever, you know, that's, that's this just virtually. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm jealous. I wish that this tech had been around when I was in school because I totally would have done this as a project for school, something mm -hmm. like this, you know, and mine probably would have looked very similar to this, something that 20 years later I would go, well, that seems pretty primitive. Yeah, but so what, you know, my early work was really primitive, really, really primitive, you know, so it's, it's, it's a place to start and it's, and it's, there's a beauty to it um, that, it's not, it's not been overcomplicated by all the things that that Damien has to worry about when producing an episode of his Star Wars series. You know, there's there's no luxury of just well, let's just express this idea of of this character from heir to the Empire. No, you can't do that. I do miss the there's days me. when it was much easier. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's I, I think it's great, and uh, I don't know. It kind of makes me excited. My kid's about to go off to college. Uh, to university and uh uh maybe he'll get inspired to do to do something like this too you know to to dip his toe into visual expression um with these tools that are just readily readily available so yeah uh, yep. i, I want to thank you both because i as i confessed to you before we started i was kind of struggling with with what to say about this film because we're so used to uh evaluating stuff with with heavier production value, you know? And uh, I didn't want to be a, a prick. <laughs> so uh, thank you, because just your, your your comments leading us off on that really got me thinking about this in a in a different way. Uh, and and I'm, I've, I'm being sincere, I really do feel this way about it. So that's great. There's um, thing I, yeah, go ahead. The other thing I was gonna say I noticed about it is Sydney used Final Fantasy 14 as the platform but a video isn't about the world of final fantasy 14. not even it's a just little a, bit. it's just a way to it's a platform to tell the idea that she's got but it's not about that well we've seen lots of videos in world of warcraft where it's very much about the world of warcraft or, or um star citizen videos where you know all these other mmos the videos tend to be about the world that the game takes place in and this is different it's just a tool to express an idea and I, I think that's something to be admired as well that's yeah. a great point too damien because if you've played a final fantasy game you, you you can't play the game and not learn something about that game's lore it's a story-driven game you know i mean it, it yeah it's a rpg at its heart but i mean it's 
there's story to it that it's those games have always been that way for 20 something years they've been making these games and they're always that way so it's not that she wasn't exposed to the story or didn't know the story of the game but it just didn't occur to her that wasn't what inspired her that story wasn't what inspired her she had a story of an idea and saw it as a platform yeah and that's that's great i wish more people would I wish as many people would do that as do the other, which is they yeah. really get they really get psyched about the game world, which is completely understandable because there's some really, really, really talented storytellers in the video game industry. Um, some of them, you know, just as talented as the top Hollywood people, in, in my opinion. There's there's some incredible story going on in games. So, mm. yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point, Damien. What about the uh, other Ricky, one? Yeah, yeah. Ricky, Ricky's pick number two. I, I hate to keep referencing oh what we were talking about before we started recording, but we were talking about before we started recording that I've kind of recently I'm a late bloomer in uh, a growing affinity to horror, which I'm sad Ricky isn't here this week to hear me say that because he would be just delighted. Um, but so this was just right up my alley, you know. It's 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 uh it's psychological horror. You know, um, really, really well produced. And Damien, you you hit the nail on the head for me, which is there's an ambiguity surrounding this story. There's unanswered questions here. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about a Stardust project, and I mentioned that it bugged me that I felt I felt uprooted. I did. I didn't. I, I felt lost. It, it, it. I was very conscious of that as I watched. And in this, the ambiguity didn't make me feel that way. And I've been been pondering, well, why is that? And I think it does come down to that this has some moorings in... <laughs> excuse me. Bless you. Has some moorings in recognizable experience. And I think maybe I, I mentioned that during a Stardust too, that you know these are, these are archetypes of characters that we recognize. We may not know what this specific situation is, but we know what... A, messy uh presumably mental hospital we know what that that setting looks like and um you know someone who is being medicated presumably against their will and maybe is a little dangerous until they've been medicated that's that's a a metaphor that we've seen many 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 times most of us not through any personal experience through through the, the cinema experience we recognize that and so the fact that those questions aren't answered to me, that's why those didn't didn't bug me, is because okay, I get it. I know I know enough about where we are and what's happening here to to go on this this little journey with you. Um yeah, and that's 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 important. Basically, whereas uh a Stardust project was relying on moorings from the game world, the game lore. This relies on on moorings from the entire cinematic universe. You know, this is this is essentially this is a, a form of the cinematic language. Um, this painting things with this brush, you know, with this idea, um, and you can do that more safely because more people are going to visually relate to that idea as soon as they see it. So um, I don't know if the filmmaker was probably wasn't sitting there being real conscious about that. These are things that we do kind of intuitively when we're cinephiles. 
Um, but yeah, just wonderfully done. Uh, the uh, the rendering was really cool. I liked the uh, the use of uh, reflections, and the characters were just extraordinary. There's there's a couple scenes in particular that just really were impactful. Um, there's there's one point where the the woman who's in the uh, the patient gives this like full bodied, full throated scream. You know, and her mouth just wide open, just ah, just screaming like that. And just the the angle that he chose for the shot and the slight effect put on it and the expression on her face. You know, it wasn't early days of iClone. It was remarked upon that, the you know, they've got dead eyes or they're just not fully expressive. It's like somebody who's had too much Botox or something, you know, and they can't fully lift their eyebrows or something. And boy, he made sure that that yeah, the the full he he went the full length of the sliders yeah. for the different morphs, right? To get yeah. just so many different looks out of these faces. That's that's character creator. If you don't know um, that that's what character creator uh, one of its strengths is the ability to to do that to to shape the body in particular ways and to morph it. Um, they're they're rigged. Character creator characters are rigged to be able to morph in increasingly impressive ways. Every new release of that, that aspect of iClone is, uh, is just more and more impressive, more and more. Mm. Well, I don't want to say it's more and more realistic. It can be if it's used in that way, but it's more and more expressive because you can do it very cartoonish. Um, but the, the range of expression is, is impressive. And the way that he used it in this was, was, uh, was just terrific. So, um, was it perfect? No, absolutely not. Uh, it's a little bit rough around the edges at points, but I don't know. I didn't mind. I can't say that I didn't. I didn't notice because I, I've made films, and so I, I can't unsee that stuff. You know, it's, I, I wish I could sometimes just turn it off, but it didn't. It didn't take me out of the, out of the moment of the story. It was. It was interesting, and this is one of those where, even though there's all that cloud of ambiguity around this little capsule of a story. It's a capsule of a story that it made me as a storyteller think, oh, I could see taking that capsule and placing it in this context and, you know, to put the before and after what, what the, the wider story is or over here in this one. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, that's, that's, it's, it takes a unique set of skills to craft something that's transplantable like that, you know? Yeah. So I enjoyed it a lot. What I would recommend to the creator, because some people are just not title makers. <laughs> guys, you know, this person is clearly very, very creative, but maybe it's just his Achilles. He doesn't, he's not good at coming up with titles. Well, crowdsource it. Come on. You know, you, if you can't, then throw it out there to your, your fan base, small or large, uh, because there's people out there who don't have your filmmaking skills but are really or, good at or Phil coming up or, with names. Yeah. Or a number. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What was yours called? 917. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that was from the source text, so we kind of cheated there. But yeah, no, why not? <laughs> Sometimes at least something be... to make it I I'll tell you the, the the big disadvantage of using a number not great when it comes time to try and find it in search engines. Yeah. 
Yeah, Unless you that being spell it like out. naming your film film. Yeah, yeah, not 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 great in that regard. So you want to be practical with it. It needs to be a little bit unique, but um, it doesn't have to be complicated. But I mean, if you look through the, the, if you listen to any modern music at all, you or follow any bands, I'll bet you could name a band in your collection where you go, wow, that that's a great song. But these guys really don't know how to name songs. You know, <laughs> Eddie Vedder is just a brilliant musician, vocalist, lyricist. Naming songs is one of the one of their songs is like an elderly woman at a downtown cafe sitting at a stool. It's like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and that phrase isn't even in the song. So, anyway, um, yeah, just uh, I don't know. If it were me, I would probably be inclined to uh, crowdsource it. There's a guy that I follow on, <clears throat> excuse me, a guy that I follow on Facebook, um, on a a group of it's all just people who play piano, like me and you know, other people. And everyone, every once in a while, people will post what they've played or what they're composing right now. And then others get to comment on it, whatever. And there's this one guy who, uh, Dimitri, who comes on there and uh, he'll, he'll say, I'm working on this, but I have no idea what to call it. What does it make you feel? And I mean, the, the, the breadth of responses that he gets, it's like, it's like a full, I don't know. He's using it like an AI prompt almost, you know, uh. it's, it, except it's people. Freaked out they'll is what this may be. They'll just descriptively tell him what it what it makes him feel, and I'm sure he has no trouble coming up with the title after that. Yeah, so those kinds of ideas are interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah. So uh, very interesting picks, Ricky. Has everyone gotten to to weigh in? Yeah. Did we all talk? Okay. I'm kind of starting to lose my voice. So plenty of times. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is Ricky's picks. And uh, we will see you next time for a Half-Life 2 movie that I've picked. So, Rick, uh, Tracy, Damien, thank you very much. And nice. we'll see everyone next time. Bye.